Now on to the report. Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And I'm Don Pfeiffer. And today we have a special guest with us, as I'm sure you can tell. He's the giant tall one in the middle. <laughs> He's my friend from high school, Isaac Kopp. We played basketball together. We uh, did all sorts of stuff in high school together. We, we've been friends for a long time. Yes, thank you for having me, guys. Of course. Um, Isaac, you go to a Christian college, right? I do. Houghton College. Yes. So we thought... You're, you're a junior. I'm a junior. Going to be a junior. What's yes. your major? Coming into a junior. Biology. Pre-med. So we have the same same major. Same major. But I go to a secular public school. He goes to a Christian school. So we thought with this difference we have in our education, we should probably have a good conversation about going back to school and what it means to be a Christian in college. Well, we like to talk about how God affects our lives. I mean, he's not a religion. He's a reality. That's right. And a relationship with God, if he's a good God, which the Bible says he is, it should improve the quality of your life. Yes. No matter what area of your life, whether it's school or work or what relationships with people. So... Uh, when you wanted to do this, DJ, the subject, you know, I went to Houghton, same college Isaac did. But you didn't graduate. But when I, no, I only went for two years. And when I did, it was a lot different. So I'm going to kind of like let you guys talk about it because you guys, uh, I, I think the big need today is to get our younger people, people your age, to get their faith in God uh, elevated to a point where it's a reality and effects effectual in their life. Yeah, so that's why we thought that this would be a good topic because it would help bring in that younger audience and give them some context and information that they will need from two from two intelligent guys. They're two? Both, oh, both, yeah, you're not I, intelligent. No, I I'm, <laughs> I I'm a, I was not no biology major. I'll tell you that. <laughs> what was your major in My, school, Dad? So, DJ, you want to be a pediatrician? Yeah. Was that your aspiration? Yeah. And you only have one more semester before you go into medical school. And Isaac, you just told me a few minutes ago you want to be a heart surgeon. A heart surgeon or a neonatologist, which is... And, and describe what that is. A neonatologist is a doctor who works with uh, premature infants. That that would be amazing. That's, that's, that's the main goal right now. Very rewarding, I would think. Very rewarding. Yeah. Very sad at times, but... Yeah. Well, takes the right mindset. Yeah. And let me tell you something. As a Christian, the way I believe... If you take your medicine, your medical, and you mix it with the power of healing that God is all about, there ain't nothing you can't do as a yep. doctor. And I tell that to DJ all the time. Yep. You you take your your Christian belief in your in the, in the supernatural power that's available there, and mix that with the the medical stuff that you guys learn, and. You're way better than any doctor, and you're way better than any minister. Because <laughs> you, you got it both. Yeah. You know? So, um, Isaac, what? how many years you got left, too? I got two, years? two, I got two years left, because I'm trying to get my business minor, okay. so I'm going to try to stay for two more years. So, 
I am actually like in the process of applying for med school yeah. and taking my MCATs and studying for that. So I don't have too much undergrad left one semester, but you still have a lot of time left. I got a lot of time But left. you still have a lot of experience, so we feel like you will be good for this podcast. So do you have anything you want to say right off the bat? Any uh, ideas that you want to share with people? Uh, to begin, going to a college that's a Christian college or a secular college, there's going to be a lot of similarities that lots of people aren't going to realize, but it's still very, very different. That's a good point, yeah. Um, so what I did to prepare for this is I made a list of challenges that a Christian would face at a secular school and what and challenges a Christian would face at a Christian school. So I've got the list here of what I came up with, and I'll go through it. So first we'll start with my experience and a Christian at a secular school. So your social life may be limited. And what I mean by that is a lot of people you'll come in contact with don't share the same beliefs as you, so they'll be doing things that you don't morally agree with, such mm -hmm. as partying, drinking, doing drugs, having premarital sex. DJ, does when you come in contact with a lot of your friends or people you socialize with in school, do, do any of them just make fun of you? Like... For, for believing in God. And I, I've definitely had some people make fun of me, but most of the time they're not like trying to be like mean about it. They're just right. like picking on me about right, it. Right, right. But yeah, but it is kind of it is difficult to deal with people. A little like belittling. That. Yeah. You know why I think that is? I think it's because they can tell you're a little different. Yeah. I think it, you got a good point. When, when, you're, when you're a Christian, people can tell that you're a little different. And they right. don't know exactly why you're different, right. yep. but they know you're different. It's, and really, how would they know anything but different? You know, mm -hmm. as a Christian, we have to realize if they don't know the Lord, of course they're going to act that mm -hmm. way. Yeah. I mean, when when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, something happens on the inside of you, and you change from the inside out, and and uh, you, you can't understand that. And that takes you to, you a, to a point where you don't want to do the things, earthly things, right. like these people are doing, like partying and drinking. So you just don't have interest in that. So it can be difficult to make friends at times at a secular school. And, and I've experienced that as we've well. We've been doing our whole topic on God's grace, and, and this falls right in that. Because when you guys talk about school and your activities and, and the social pressure, uh, God's grace causes you to not want to do those things. And that's, yep. that's how you control the sin in your life. It's not you trying to do it because yep. that's legalistic. But that's different, difficult at school when everybody just wants to party. Yeah. So it's difficult to make friends in that and, aspect. And, and, and you want to you wanna get along with people. Yep. Yeah. You know? So my next point on here, do you have something else to add or are you good? Not really. The, okay. the, the social aspect that Houghton is a lot different than what. Yeah, you're tell us a little about tell us about your social life at um, Houghton. What's that like compared Houghton, to D, what DJ does? At Houghton, you can. There's definitely still differing ideas, but you can really find people that are going to be good people to hang around with, like yeah. instantly. Because they there's more people on campus that believe in God and yes. share that, your beliefs that are yes. Christian. Maybe their maybe some of their views are different, but they're still. They under when you say you're a Christian, they understand what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Whereas me, they'll just try to pick well, on me and yeah. think I'm weird. Yeah. Well, they look at it as a religion. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So my next point 
is that at a secular school, uh, classes and religious activities may be at the same time. I'm not necessarily talking about church here because I've never had a class on a Sunday, but all the Christian groups at UB are like in evenings on like Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights. When you would typically have a lab or something. Yeah, I always have labs. So I've always been wanting to join these Christian groups my entire college experience. And I've never been able to because I've always had other classes at this time. Well, and Isaac played basketball at Houghton College. Mm-hmm. And he was a very good basketball player in high school. As you can tell, because he's making me look short. Well, unlike video. unlike DJ, who just played the game, Isaac was one of the. I played. I thought I, I sat on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but Isaac was one of the better players on the team, and um, in high school to play in college, Isaac was saying, telling me earlier how much how demanding that it's, is. It's it's another, it's a whole other beast because. In high school, for the lack of, I didn't really study that much. In yeah, high me neither. Because what did you do? Neither. I mean, because just because you didn't really need to. Well, you guys are smart. Uh, you guys are in the upper echelon of intelligence. Upper what? Echelon. Echelon. <laughs> you know, you're, you're you're in the, the higher percentile. Like if I percentile. If, if I had to, if I had to try to take the classes that you guys take. No. Well, I've tried showing you some no. of my like material. Remember that when I was taking yeah, biochem, what language I was, reading, was that? Yeah, you're like, what? I don't even know what it's you're saying. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> but college is completely different. Like, I first year I played both basketball and baseball, just barely made it through. Uh, next year, my sophomore year, uh, I started out with basketball. Then I got my first failing grade in. Uh, organic chemistry and i was like well i gotta make a choice here yeah and so i went with academics and and what is houghton is a d3 school yeah and you you said something to me that i didn't realize until until i thought about what you said it's harder for somebody that goes to a d3 school than maybe even a division one school yeah the the demand on an athlete is way more challenging at d1 level i'm not saying that right 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 athletically they they work way harder than i have ever worked right right. athletically but academically, like I'm, I care more about my academics than my athletics. But do you think somebody in, and maybe I'm wrong, but in a D one school where they're they're the star athlete on the starting basketball team, they're going to get help with their They'll academics. Get, well, Dad, I work at the athletic building at UB, which is a D one school. Oh yeah, yeah. So you tell me about yeah. it. What, they have special tutors for each class, for each student, for each person on every team. And does Houghton provide you that D3? No. no. That's no. why it's so much harder. I, he asked me to be a tutor. <laughs> yeah, but like I was saying... Yeah, I never thought about that, Isaac. Isaac, you were telling me that you have chapel at school, right? Yep, three times a week. And you said that there's no classes at that time. Nope. Nope. They don't even... It's right around lunchtime. They don't even have... They have people preparing lunch. While we're in chapel. Now, can you imagine if you had that at a secular school? That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd love to not have class scheduled when yeah. I'd like to go to church. Yeah. And uh, and how uplifting that would be, you know, to oh, at yeah. least have that available to you. Right. Okay. So my next point here is support systems are critical because meaning this as going away from your family and your friends, obviously, going to college. But also, this is an aspect that people often underlook, is going away from your church family. Right. 
because at college, like I said before, it's or secular school. It's difficult to find people that have the same belief systems as you, the same mindset as you. So you don't really have that support that you had at home in your church and your family. So that's been difficult for me because, like I said, I haven't been able to get into those groups, those Christian groups at UB. So finding people that I can share my beliefs with has been challenging. Yeah, I, I will say that's it's a lot easier at Houghton for that, to find your support group. Uh, except this year. Except for this year. Except for this year. Tell, tell her what's happening this year with COVID. Um, this year, we're, I, th- I believe the last update was we're doing chapel online, which is, as much as I understand not wanting to crowd. Right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a disaster. I honestly think it will be because they can only make sure you're logged in. They right. can't make sure you're actually there. Right. Yeah. right. And also, I, you know, college students aren't going to be allowed to leave campus for a night. Yeah, to come home on the weekend to go to church I with your family. I, yep. you can't, you're not going to be able to do, do that. that. You said a commuter that. was allowed to commute. Yep. I don't yeah. understand that, but uh, that's like I, I'm going to have to go to the Wesleyan Church, which I don't mind the Wesleyan Church, but right. I'm Baptist. I, I like going where I'm familiar where with. you're comfortable yeah. and you're yeah. with your family and yeah. you know support system god yeah. god is a relationship god and I, I i tell you one thing i've learned and it took me a long time to to learn it and it's a very simple thing there's nothing more important than your loved ones in oh, your yeah. life yes yep. i don't care how much money you have i don't care how much stuff you have when you love god you love your family yep because that's what the love of christ does for you and if you're so separated from your family and you can't have that support it's hard. It really is hard. And that's one thing, DJ, you've been able to come home. You, you're yeah, only, I'm only you're, an hour you're away. away. So you come home on the weekends, Yeah, which helps. Oh, it helps a lot. My next point here is a big one. Professors may push their beliefs on you, which has happened to me so one. many times. That's a big one. Um, you get that at, at, a, at a Christian school? They're push, yeah. pushing their denominational views? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I uh, I had a I had a professor who taught uh, intro to Christianity, mm. I believe it was, and she was a Episcopalian, and you she wasn't necessarily trying to push her ideas on you, but you could definitely tell her her lectures were oriented towards that right. specific denomination. It was just her own personal bias coming yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that happens in the Christian community in general. I mean, why is it that we have so many different denominations? I don't, I don't understand. What we're denomination all, was Jesus? We're all reading the same book. You know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got to get. A, we got to be careful that we don't separate ourselves that way, and and just really focus on what the Bible says. Yeah, you know, yep. and 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 fall in love with God, fall in love with Jesus. It's not religion; it's relationship. But for me, at secular school, it's right. not just pushing. Oh yeah, your your specific denominational belief. It's especially being in a biology major. That's interesting. You've told evolution. Yeah, is something that every single professor has talked about to me in the biology field, and they teach it like it's real, proven fact. Right. It's not the theory of evolution. No, it's the fact of evolution. But. Well, listen, that's even in our high schools. Yeah. You know, it bothers me that even in high school, they're teaching evolution 
at least in New York State. Now, I don't know how it is in other states, our country, but I, I, I have a good idea that there aren't too many places that teach creation, creation right, alongside right alongside evolution. Maybe a Christian school. You know? But things do evolve. We talked yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. But oh, not if you, you haven't watched. Too, you guys are two advanced biology students. Yeah. Has a horse ever turned into a cow? I've never no. seen it. <laughs> no. Um, and how many changes would there have to have been like that for humans to develop from? Too many, even in the time span that they want to save how old the Earth is. Well, yeah. that's Too why many. they. That's why they keep the. In the early 1900s, they thought the Earth was a couple million years old, and then they just keep adding more time. More have time, any more of time. your professors, when they've taught you uh, evolution, DJ, shown you? those kind of changes even at a molecular level they do not they try to give you like enough information to try to convince you of it but they never have given no me facts. a fact no yeah. and uh and wouldn't there be at least a few examples yeah if you haven't seen our podcast about evolution i recommend go back watch that um Isaac watched it. It's a good one. <laughs> well, Isaac doesn't have to deal with that. I don't think any of his teachers are teaching evolution, are they? No. I had the one who didn't teach it, but they they believed it. Well, listen. Alongside it, the gospel. A lot of Christians well, believe it. Listen, people try to make evolution fit into the Bible. Which that, we also talked about. We talked about yeah. that, didn't we? Yeah. No. Like, like, hey, in the seven days of creation, who's to say that's not millions of years? Well, Instead of a day. Then you have the issue of uh, fossils of thorns. and well, If you haven't watched the podcast, go back watch yeah. it. You'll, you'll understand what yep. we're talking about yep. more. Um, my, my final point is time for prayer and Bible study may be limited. Because like you said, you have chapel and you have, they try to get you to have some Bible study yeah. at your Christian school. But for me... No one's trying to get me to read the Bible. No one's trying to get me to pray. They're just fu- forcing as much work on me as possible. But you did find at UB, you did find a good Christian uh, organization. Yeah, I was I was able to join. Quite a couple times you went to, you told me about. I was able to join uh, Crew, Campus Crusades for Christ. That's what it used to be. That's what it's called, Crew. Yeah, because last semester I, I was able to actually have a free space, and that was when they had their meetings. Mm-hmm. So that helps, but... Like I said before, you can't really always count so you, on you, having. You don't that have time that daily you. support. Yeah, and it's 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 sad that you have to go. You have to go out and find those groups. Yeah, it's it's not. But let's let's face it. To you. Look at the real world. Outside exactly. of our church family or our immediate family, the vast majority we're in the minority, guys. Yeah, no. Yeah. As a believer of the Bible, as a believer of Jesus, we are in. The vast minority, and it's getting worse. It's decreasing every day. Yes, especially at your age level. They're probably if we did a if we did a study, and studies like this have been done. I'm 62. You guys are a generation, a generation and a half behind me, and the the probably maybe I, my generation is 50 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are probably under. 10 or 15%. I think it's like 15%, I, yeah. 10%. I really think it it, it started from uh, separation of church and state. Yeah. I just, that's where I equate it to. At not, and, it's not and, a downfall, but right. it's... It's part of it, and also changing God's word to, to fit. fit. Narratives that... Yes. Yeah. Yep. To fit what people it ma- want. It makes us seem very hypocritical 
to someone who doesn't or is questioning it, they think, well, that's and that doesn't seem right. Why are they acting like that? Why are they taking it like that? And then they just don't believe it because they see people's flaws. And they don't see the miracles today. Yeah. Well, if this Bible's real and Jesus did all that stuff for all those people, why don't you see it today? Yep. Because people don't have that kind of faith today. Right. Because our churches are watered down. There ain't too many ministers that are standing up. I encourage you guys, especially if you become doctors, to stand on the Word of God. Yeah. Because it's true, and it's the truth that will set you free, and you'll see mighty things. We talked about this in our last podcast. If what we're talking about, if what we're preaching about is true, you'll see evidence of it in your life. Yep. Okay, so that was my points for challenges at a secular school. Now we'll move to challenges for a Christian at a Christian school, and Isaac can talk about more of his experiences and how this might apply to him. So number one— is judgment from non-Christians. Yeah. So at Houghton, I think a I think an important thing to understand is not everybody's a Christian at Houghton. Right. Uh, Houghton kind of has like a little bit of a screening when you're applying for it where they'll ask, what's your testimony? How'd you become a Christian? How'd right. you find out about Jesus? And that was the same when I went there 20 years ago. Yep. And they're actually, I think they're... 30 years ago. I think they're actually trying to get rid of that. If oh, really? they haven't already. Hmm. But uh, you have to get like a recommendation from your pastor. Right, At least right. that's what I did. Yeah, but I did that too 30 years yeah. ago. And so, but you get there and you realize quite quickly that not everybody there is a Christian. Right. You, and, and, and so you think, how did some of these kids get here? Get here. This oh, also why ties they, in why with would one they, of my other points. Why would they want to go there? This also ties in with one of my other points, which is uh, non-Christian students and learning to deal with them in a Christian setting. Do you, do you think that maybe, uh, Isaac, that maybe their parents were in a fundamental Christian church and the kids, and they thought, man, this, these kids need that, and, and they kind of persuade them or convince them that's, you know, that's, to go there? Exactly. That's like, I, my grandmother, she's one of the most godly women I've ever met in my life. Right. Uh, you know, her and my grandfather, they taught each and every one of their kids about Jesus and mm -hmm. about God. Right. And, you know, one side of my family doesn't really follow Jesus. Right. It, it's, it, you, it makes you stop and wonder, how did that happen? But today it's becoming more and more I think every plausible. family, listen, every Christian family, I have, I have, uh, brothers, and family five, five brothers and a sister and family mothers, a lot of cousins and nieces and nephews. And they're not all Christians. Yep. Yeah. It's just But um you said something earlier about how at a secular college you kind of go in viewing that everyone is Yeah. Um, not a Christian, so you want to save as many people as yeah. you meet. So when you go to a secular you're not, at least this is what I assume. Yeah. Uh we're supposed to make the assumption that everyone is lost. And honestly, in your whole life, you should probably do that. Yeah, right. everyone you spread the good news meet, as much as possible. You should just assume they're lost. I need to reach them. At Houghton, you're not necessarily, you don't necessarily do this, but you're supposed to assume that everyone there is a Christian. Mm -hmm. Like even they're a better person than I am. Right. And you just can't do that because they're not. They're, you, I've met more people at Houghton who are non-Christians than I've probably met who are. And that's just that's yeah. just stemming from I find who 
Christians are on campus, and I just kind of stick to them. Yeah. But do you get in debates with non-Christian students, other non-Christian students? I do sometimes. Yeah. It you know it. Everybody has a different uh, ideology. No matter no matter who you are, it, two Christians are not the same. Yeah. Their inner, their interpersonal relationship with Jesus is completely different. Right. No matter how and, many things well, in your life are the same. And, and not only that, your own the way you were raised, your environment, exactly, all that affects your affects your outlook on yep. life. But that's why it's so important for us to stay in the Word of God, because the truth is in the Word, not in any denomination. It's not in anybody's opinion. It's in the, what's the Bible say about the Word of God? It's alive, alive. and active and like sharper two, than any two-edged yep, sword. Yep. The, the Word of God is, is, is where the power is. Yeah. Right. The Spirit. So it's so important for us, no matter what denomination your church is, that's immaterial. Mm-hmm. Stay in the Word. You stay in the word, you have a personal relationship with God, you, you, you search the Bible for help for your life. And if you do that, you will be successful. Well, that ties right into my next point, which is you also still get peer pressure, I'm assuming, at a Christian college from the non-Christian students, maybe <clears throat> even the Christian students who are partying or doing whatever. Well, but then the punishment is more severe if you people realize you're doing that. Yeah, uh, you know, you'll... Even, even like, Houghton has been very unique because you'll get peer pressure from both sides. Mm. And if you fail in any way, both sides are going to come at you from different yeah. ways. Like, I was on the basketball team my first year. I was looked at as one of the bad kids at Houghton. Just because you were on the basketball Just because I was on the basketball team. Really? Why yeah. is that? Just because, I mean, the history of the basketball team at home oh. hasn't always been great oh, i see but i mean they just they they assume that we are we're cocky because we play a sport at college really which doesn't oh. make any sense houghton no i know not trying to <laughs> yeah. not trying to be mean to houghton no, here DJ, but we have no reason when to. i've gone to yeah. see the ub uh games the boys and the girls it's like your students, from what I gathered just by going to those games, they kind of look up to those athletes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're sure. kind of looked down. That's um, weird. Yeah. Wow. Well, because, like, if you just look at, like, society, we look up to athletes, you yeah, know? Sure like, we do. you look up to LeBron James. You look up right. to Michael Jordan. Right. You look up to Tom Brady. You look uh, up to maybe your, fa- not so much. your father no, on, the, the athlete. on the court, on the driveway court. When you're playing basketball? When I dunk. Oh dunk. No. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, that is an interesting point that they're, you, you're looked down upon as an athlete at a Christian school. Um, my next point here, it's not really a Christian point, but I mean, if you're, if you're interested in this topic and you're trying to decide whether you want to go to a Christian or secular school, here's one, uh, high tuition rates because of private schools. Yeah. Public schools I, tuition rates are much I, lower. I, I'm not. I'm not for free college at all. I don't want to get too political on you guys, but <laughs> I'm not for free college. But I think if you want to make the decision to pay all that money, you should. It's it's. But you need to decide. You need to. What is the tuition tuition at go to Houghton for a year? I mean, for me, I think my first year was like twenty one thousand. For just a semester, or for the whole year? I think it. I think it was the semester I, th- I think it was a whole semester mm. i think it might be the full year but regardless that's twenty thousand dollars that's a lot of money yeah i think the the <laughs> entire tuition plus uh housing at ub for an entire year is like 
24,000 yeah. for the whole year yeah. with housing and everything. Yeah. Well, I thought, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought yours was closer to uh, higher 20s. And I thought at Houghton, if, if, unless, if, if you don't have scholarships. I got scholarships. Or, yeah, that's right. why. I have scholarships yeah. as well. Like, so I think it's close to 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, some yeah, UB is like 25,000. Yeah, and in a private school like Houghton. Houghton. Of course, it's a lot smaller. They, they have to. They don't have the. Oh, yeah. The means, but and that's UB, a lot more expensive. UB's not really a cheap school either. But I mean, what's, it's cheaper, but as, it's... As far as how they're structured, yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah, exactly. Like, if... I mean, For if, a state school. Yeah, if yeah. they were a private school, you'd be like, wow, yeah. you need to go there. You're right, right, but, yeah. But I think whether you go, from what you guys are telling me, whether you go to a secular school like you do, DJ, or a Christian school like you do, Isaac... You guys have a good, solid relationship individually with the Lord, and yes. and and so whether you go to a secular school or a Christian school is immaterial. God's real to you, no matter what you do in your life. Yeah, you know. There and you Isaac, you're going to be going to a. You're going another year, and a half, two years, whatever you have left. Two but years. sooner or later, you're going to be out on your own. And it's not a Christian world. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not what it once was. But but if, if you keep your relationship growing and your Bible knowledge and your faith growing, uh, that will uh, enhance your life and your influence on other people. Hey, if God is good as the Bible says he is, people want that whether they know him or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, so that brings me actually right into my next point which is transitioning to the benefits of being a Christian in any college as right. a whole. Right. So my first speaking point to that is as Christians, we are enrolled in the highest school that there exists. You there you go. There We're you go. learning every day for a purpose and calling that is higher than anything else we will ever experience in our life. Absolutely. We talked about that in our last podcast. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, if you're doing God's will, if you find God's will in your life, it won't be something you can accomplish on your own. Right. Oftentimes when I'm like studying and I'm real nervous and I start freaking out and having a panic attack or whatever happens to me, I'll think this is actually kind of pointless compared to all of eternity with God. Right. This one test is so insignificant. Right. And don't you think that God knows your needs he knows your cares. He knows your concerns. Oh, I'm getting and into that. Don't get ahead of me and now. And he wants you to succeed. I think I think an advantage that Christians have going to a, any college is we know who we are. Yeah. Like right. lots of kids go to college and their first day they're like, all right, I'm going to become someone totally different yeah, from they're high tra school. Still trying to find who, who yep. they are. We know who we are. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that. We have, we have Jesus and we're not trying to change ourselves. Yeah. Well, we're always trying to become better, better people, right. but we're not Changing trying to who change we our are. fundamentals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we have to be careful uh, to not be judgmental, not to set ourselves up like we're better than anybody. Right. Because we always want to show compassion and mercy to people. Uh, and don't be judgmental because we were right where they are at one mm -hmm. point. Yep, yep. And maybe worse. Yeah. And... Um, the, the way to get somebody to know the Lord because God loves them just as much as he loved you. Yep. And uh, show them love in any way you can. Show them compassion any way you can. Never be judgmental uh, because you'll never help anybody that way. 
Yep. Like Jesus said, I didn't come to judge the world. I came no. to save it. Yep. Yep. So my next point that I have is talking about the like temptation of partying or following those non-Christian friends that you might have and whatever they're doing in their lives. And it's that we have help from Jesus in times of temptation. And I have scripture for this as well. I have uh, Hebrew two, Hebrews 2.18, which says... Let me find it here. I didn't highlight my verses. While you're looking for that, you know, you said Hebrews, and my mom, that used to be my dad's favorite book of the Bible, your grandpa. Yeah. And my mom used to, you when she wanted dad to do something for her, she'd always. No, not just something. He'd make, his, make him coffee. Make, 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 make her coffee. coffee. And she'd say, Dad, well, I'm not making coffee. You make she, coffee. She'd say, today. it's biblical. Hebrews. Hebrews. And then the next book is James, which was his name. <laughs> Hebrews, Hebrews James. James. <laughs> <laughs> so dad always had to make the coffee. Yeah. So, okay. So Hebrews 2.18 says, since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. Read that again. That's good. Since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. You know, sometimes I think we think of Jesus as being God and the Lord and Savior, and he was all that, but he was just as much a man. Yep. How much did God love us that he sent a part of himself, his son, to become a man so he could experience what we experience? He knows everything about what we feel and know and go through. Something that I try to grasp, but you can't. Yeah. You can't fathom well, Sometimes that. we don't look at God that way. Well, I've got another verse that keeps on supporting yeah, this. Yeah, read it. It's uh, also in Hebrews, just a couple of books later, Hebrew or chapters later, Hebrews 4, 15 and 16 says, This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, oh. yet he did not sin. Oh, man. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. He didn't sin. He was a man that didn't sin. Some people say, well, of course he didn't sin because he's God. He couldn't sin. No, he could have sinned. You know why he didn't sin? He loved you. He loved you. He loved me. He chose not to sin because he had a job to do, and he knew he was a sacrificial lamb to pay the price for our sin. But the the point of these verses— How amazing is God's love that way? The point of these verses is Jesus was tempted so that he can help us with our temptation. Exactly. Yes. Greater is he than me, that he is in the world. Right. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So my next point here is that the Holy Spirit teaches us uh, rather than school teaching us. The Holy Spirit teaches us and frees us from ourselves. Well. Frees us from our own way of thinking, our own human nature. Well, you know, God created Adam and Eve perfect. If Eve would have went to Adam and said, I had a headache, you would have looked there and goes, what? They, they didn't have any flaws. They were perfect. And remember last week we talked about it? They didn't even realize they were naked until they sinned. So I have a verse that goes along with this topic of the Holy Spirit teaching us and uh, freeing us from ourselves. It's First Peter 1, 2, starting at verse 2. It says, God the Father knew you and chose you long ago, and his Spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. I'll stop there, but if you want to le- learn more, continue reading through verse 8. 
But basically, it's just saying that the Holy Spirit has continued to make you more perfect, more holy, more spiritual. And, you know, the Bible says that even when we pray and don't know how to pray, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. Yeah. You know? And as a Christian, I, I, I'm a firm believer that the more I in, in tuned with the Holy Spirit or, or my, my spirituality of God, the clearer and more understanding I get out of his word. Because that, that's, that book that you hold in your hands, you guys are going to college to get an education. This kind of is along the topic of Isaac right saying there. that we already know who we are because right. we have the Holy Spirit right. in us. Right, living inside of us, teaching us the way of God, yep. which is foreign to our who we are naturally. We're born unto sin. Yep. Um, so my next point here is... We have peace and joy that oh, absolutely yeah. nothing can take away. Right. That is the greatest thing. Yep. Um, and there's you, been times when I've been taking a test and I'll be freaking out. I'll be, I'll be like, I don't know the answer. And then I'll be like, wait, God's got my back. God's with me. And, I'm and sure, I get that peace. I'm sure you do that too, Isaac. Yes. Yep. Well, how can you, how do you think people that have no relationship with God, they don't believe in God, they claim to be agnostic or atheist or whatever they may choose. How do they handle life? No wonder half the world's on antidepressants. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I, how do they handle it? I don't know if you remember. I made a comment about that on my on my Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I said I got to give them I gotta give them a little credit. I don't know how you could go through yep. life without yep. believing in Jesus. I thought, I thought I that was know. a good quote. Yeah. That, that, that was perfect. I couldn't send it any better. Um, I also have a verse that goes along with this. It's uh, Romans fifteen thirteen, and it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. God's peace is the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's another great, great verse. You know? Yep. Um, so my next point here. Is Jesus is your mighty friend and mighty helper? Give everything to Jesus. Well, that's like why I said when I was taking a test. You got to give it to God. I have full confidence if you guys stay on your path with your relationship with God, you'll both be great doctors. Yeah, you will. There was a time when if I that's was, what God's plan is. I was for you. taking well, an you... anthropology test. I saw a question. I knew that I knew that information. I remember learning it, and. I just was blanking. I couldn't remember it. Mm -hmm. So I sat there. I was thinking about it, trying to figure it out. 15 minutes went by. It was the last question. And then I was like, what am I doing? God, I know you know this information. I know you'll give it to me I, because you want me to do good on this test. And then within like seconds, I was like, oh, I know this answer. <laughs> so I have a verse for this as well. It's uh, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Like, oh. and we were just talking off camera about you were saying that you don't, you know, if it's God's will for you to be a doctor, you might want to go exactly. in the business route. Yep. But it says right here, he will show you the path to take. And um, I think that. I think whether you're uh, uh, your guys' age, you guys are in your early 20s, or you're my age, we always have to realize no matter where we are in our life, that our sight and our knowledge is so limited. But God's love 
and his desire to make us happy is so big yeah. that we just got to sometimes slow down, have some patience, and, and pray properly. Pray, say, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know the future. You do. But I know you love me, and you have my best interest in mind. This is what I would like to do. You, I'm asking you to show me. Yeah. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Yes. Both of you do. Yeah. Yeah. You have the capability of doing all things through Christ. So uh, sometimes we get discouraged because we are too much in our flesh. So, Dad, the next point is something that I'm sure you have a lot to say about. It's um, that your life is made much more stable with God in your life, being a Christian. Well, stability comes from knowing that God's got your back. Yeah. You know, you get a proper understanding of what God did for you through grace. How great is God's grace? Then you understand how big his love is, and you say, man. Like you were saying earlier, um, like you, you, you can't understand how atheists and agnostics get through life. Well, you can understand how we do because our lives are much more stable. We don't have the lows and the extreme highs and extreme lows that they have. Listen, you call God, it a roller coaster ride, don't well, you? Well, God says about, yeah, and God says about his word, my words don't come back to me void. They accomplish what he sent them out to do. So guess what? If we stay in his word, yeah. and if we make our words his words, and we claim what he said, then we can't fail either. Well, you want to hear one of oh, his words? You're a child of the king. You can't yeah. fail. You want to hear something yeah, that goes yeah, on with this? Yeah. It's uh, Ephesians 4.14. It says, Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like truth. There you go. There's no, there's stability right that, there. That's the world. It, yeah. You know, the neat thing about the Bible to me that is so relevant today, and look how long ago that was written. Yeah. yeah. I, that, that's the crazy thing. There, any problem that you're, kind, you're facing in your life, there's a verse for it. Yep. Yeah. God speaks about it. Because God's eternal. And he, yep. he's not subject to time like we are. And my last point is when people go to college, when they uh, start fresh in their life, like the experience that college gives you, right? You don't, sometimes difficult to make friends, and they feel lonely. You know, people often feel lonely in college, but when you're a Christian, you'll never be alone. And I have a great Bible verse for this right here. The last uh, verse in Matthew, it's Matthew twenty-eight twenty. It says, "Teach these new disciples to obey all my commands I have given you, and be sure of this." I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. So, so Isaac, whether you always feel, maybe sometimes you feel, well, I'm not sure God wants me to be a doctor. That's okay. We all experience that. I'm 62, and I don't know if God wants me to do what I'm going to do tomorrow. God wants me to do that. The main thing is we look to him. Yep. And we stay true to that. And we stay focused on his word. I keep saying that, but that's the key. <laughs> well, his word is the key. I think with all of this study that we just did, it shows that while there may be some challenges when being a Christian in college, the positives far outweigh the negatives. I, you know, I, can, I can handle the next chapter because I know the author. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that, that sort of thing. And it, it doesn't matter whether you go to a secular school or a Christian school. No. They're different, totally different. You guys Different experiences, but if you have God with you, there's, there's nothing you can't do. That's right. Well, Isaac, we sure, certainly appreciated you coming on our show and give us a little insight. Yeah, even though it's real hot in here and it's, we're all sweating. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you for having me. And you came here with a broken leg. I you know. hurt your leg and you and, and and playing basketball. Well, and, uh, yeah. we appreciate you. We had to come foolish. upstairs. Don't be foolish, people. C- crawl up the steps to get to our studio. <laughs> <laughs> he literally had to crawl. <laughs> Me and Dad had to carry him. No, I could. Yeah, I carried him up the stairs. I couldn't carry him. Oh, I only only weighed <laughs> six a three. Ton of pounds. Six Get three. up those stairs, Isaac. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate having you. Um, thanks, guys. Anytime. Really. If, if we if you guys want to see Isaac, if our audience wants to see Isaac's more, I'm sure he has a lot of topics. If that, you do, and if you do, listen. Uh, during the school year, summer too, probably, but definitely during the school year. He is a starving college student. I am. So order food online because DoorDash. If you live in the Buffalo area, yeah, Isaac does DoorDash. As soon as I can drive again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's got a broken leg right now. So just learn to drive with your left foot. Yeah, that'll be fun. (laughs) So I want to say, you know, I have no doubt that you guys would be successful in life. Because like I said earlier, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. And all these things that you search for, your clothes, your food, what you do, will be given unto you. Yep. That's how good God is. He wants you to succeed and be successful. And I can't talk without my teeth. Successful. Yeah, I sound like Sylvester the cat. You say that every single episode. (laughs) He, He wants you guys to be successful, and you will be when you learn to put him first. Yep. And that's a challenge. For everybody. Yeah. So if you like this episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Listen to our podcast episodes on Anchor. or Well, we you can see where all the links are on Anchor. We have it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere podcasts are available. Um, check us out on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube. You, you, you missed some things. Yeah, you, you, I mean, if you don't watch it on YouTube, you're not going to see how handsome Isaac looks exactly. today. Exactly. <laughs> you get to miss me. Hey, how would you want to miss and me? And you want to know something? My perspective is God is real. He's reality. He's not religion. And you know how, one of the things how I know today, how I know God's real? You two young guys that have your whole life ahead of you are sitting here doing a podcast With a guy that has no teeth. God. <laughs> That I am so impressed with you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Sitting here talking about God, and this is going out on YouTube, and you're putting God first in your life. And you Hopefully will, millions of people will see it. And millions? I don't know. Billions and billions. Billions and billions. <laughs> okay, DJ Trump. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Well, we'll see you again next week. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. See you guys. Bye.